my list of NFTs. Smile on my face, yo, Finn is pleased. It's the Wencast. What? The show was called the Wencast? Huh. It used to be the podcast eventually. We had to change the name, so we bent the knee. It's the Wencast. I guess it's called the Wencast? Huh. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. This is episode 41 with Luna Monkey Business. I'm your host, Finn. Find these episodes over on terraspaces.org. Today from Luna Monkey Business and the LMB Dow, we have HR Puff and Stuff. How are you doing? Doing well. Good to meet you, Finn. Good to meet you. I feel like I've seen you around the, the Puffin colonies, perhaps. Yes, the last couple of months since I showed up in the space. Excellent. Puffin, lots of places. But yeah, it's fun to finally get to chat with you. Excellent. Good to have you. And we also have Dragon Farmer. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much, Finn. How are you doing? Not too bad. Busy, busy. Lots of spaces. And of course, nobody wants to check good old Finn's schedule. So they all just pile on spaces at the same time. It's it's a constant uh, running between multiple computers and stopping one and saving it and then starting the next. And yeah, it's fun, though. I, I enjoy it. You seem to be a good job. Yeah. You seem to be doing a good job keeping track of all of the archives for the Terra Spaces, so it's always fun to watch what you record. It is a lot of information. I, th- I think my organizational skills come from using Windows 3.1 when that first came out, and then just being on computers so long, and just like, I don't know, I every time I, I used to fix computers for a living and every time I, I'd get to someone's house and they had just like the mess on their desktop, like it always gave me anxiety. So I've always like tried to stay super organized and, and everything definitely helps. So Luna Monkey Business, you guys started a new Twitter for the LMB DAO. Uh, tell us the story. Everyone can check them out at lunamonkey.business and then twitter.com slash LMB DAO. Uh, you can find find the Twitter there. Uh, but tell us the story. This this is one that I wasn't super familiar with until later on. Uh, I minted a couple because I like the the little designs and stuff. But there's there's like a whole story here of of uh, how you all came to be. Yeah. So uh, we've talked a bit to some of the founders when the Dow formed three weeks ago. Now I guess three weeks and a few days. Um, they came to the first meeting, but. Once once everything was finished with the mint, uh, they kind of said, invited us in, who wants to get involved? And several of us were interested in learning more because I'm new to the space and several of the other people who have joined are kind of new to NFTs. So we jumped in and had our first meeting and realized that there wasn't a lot of organization in place or back-end development. So we kind of took over um, and we spent the last three weeks frantically trying to get some structure together. And work on, um, you know, increasing floor price, getting people active in the space again. So it's been a lot of work, but we've figured it out pretty quickly. And it's been a really good learning experience. <laughs> Nothing like getting thrown in face first to to figure it out. Sink or swim style, as they call it. Yeah, uh, pretty much. But fortunately, I've got a lot of project management experience from real life. So that's helped. And Dragon Farmer has been a real huge help because he's been engaged with several other NFT projects in the Solana system. Um, He's got a lot more tech background to bring to the table than I do. But so he's been great. Nice. So you're the community manager for the DAO or what what would you say y'all's positions are? 
Um, I guess I, I'm kind of taken on like a project manager position, which isn't a typical Dow word that we hear, but our community manager is Panche, um, and he's been really great. He's um, kind of doing all the management over in this space, but I'm kind of the one who's keeping everybody organized and making sure jobs get assigned and organized and on schedules. Um, so project managing, essentially, um, and then doing some writing and and interviewing type things as well, kind of being a speaker. Uh, Dragon, what would you describe your position as? Yeah, so I mean, as HR was saying, we did not really hold a vote about um, uh, the council specific positions. So we are trying to pitch in however we can. So, so far, as of now, I guess there are about uh, nine or 10 active council members. A couple of them, in addition to that, a couple of them are on advisory committee. Um, so uh, it's still small. Hopefully, when we uh, have the momentum going, we would form more subcommittees and have some more formalized roles. So yeah, Puffin has been uh, very active organizing stuff. So um, so when the when the subcommittee is formed, those sort of area, I'm expecting natural transition over there. So probably I'll uh, go lean more towards development and see how if we ever develop tech stuff, how we can do. So. It's it will fit in place, I'm sure. We are just starting now, and hopefully, all of those will get formed. Nice. It looks like the the LMB Dow Twitter account was made just here in January, which feels like forever ago, but it was really only just a month. <laughs> was there? I, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask: Was there a specific reason for splitting it off, or like, are are the original founders still part of it, or are, is I, I'm curious why why the split, and uh, was there any like foresight when the project was first launched to to like carry it further than that? Because I feel like with a lot of new projects, they don't realize fully how much time these things take to like fully execute you know the community side the dev side the art side all of that stuff is like you need a few people at least on, on each thing and uh, I, i'm just curious uh, what the initial reason was for the main split and and why you guys picked it up to to continue it forward so the um the initial reason for the main split at least with the twitter account was um when it was set up, the person who set it up did not make it so that it would be easy to pass on to other people, personal email address from their home IP address, and they did not want to um, give that information over to all of us. So we didn't have access, full access to the account to be able to do what was needed as far as marketing and polls and all the fun things you need to do on Twitter. So um, we kind of had to make an executive decision to create another one so we could have access to it in the way that was necessary for what we needed to get done. Um, so I think some of that was poor planning on the front end, not, not thinking about those little details with security that are so important for, you know, the tech space. Sure. Sure. It's a lot of things to keep track of. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And so they're still in the picture. Then the only split is that there's just another Twitter account. That's going to be the focus for the Dow. Uh, but you still have like the original team there or are you guys like fully taking over or how does that work? 
Um, at this point, it seems like we're fully taking over some of the, the two founders that we've been in touch with have been in and out. Uh, both have been sick and one is quite sick right now uh, with pandemic stuff. So they haven't been in touch uh, quite as much the last couple of weeks. Sure. Uh, we have been in or been updated that they are still working on the 3D collection that had been promised coming up, but we don't have a deadline for that. Um or anything kind of more because everything it's kind of like what happened with random earth where life happens and there weren't um, any contingency plans. So we're kind of managing things for the time being. And when the founders come back, then we'll work with them on that. But we are working on getting the collection launched uh, that dragon farmer has been spearheading. Um, that's going to be the second collection coming up here. I think in March uh, Luna cat business um, he had met Mowgli prior to the mint ending, and they had kind of set up a uh, plan to get his collection launched by the end of January, um, which was two days ago. So we're working on pushing that back a little bit with the crash and all the things. And that's a collection but, that the... Oh, go ahead. No, sure. I mean, I was just taking that cue that... Um... So we one of the DAO plans, although we have not delved into that, and I you know didn't dive into that yet, but one of our plans is to create sort of a helping launchpad that would also help artists and the new project owners. And since I'm new to the Terra Luna system, um, I have I have launched multiple projects and I have been a dev in Solana, but here it's new. So I'm using our our. Um, uh, you know, DAO or the LMB as the first launchpad for myself. So essentially, I am the first customer, if you can say. Oh, nice. And that's that's all coming out of the community that wanted to continue putting in time with the project. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of things you learn really quick when projects start having issues. And like when when you come out of that other side, like you have all of this skill that you a didn't know was a thing and B is like super useful in what's happening in this industry right now. So I think the the best new hires are the ones that have gone through the the ringer, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, And through this launch i guess we'd uh, learn enough so that we can you know adjust the mechanics and help out help out others as well going forward nice so tell us about the the new collection this is something you guys thought up or it sounded like it was something you were working on uh, a little bit beforehand yeah so i have been working with an artist and one of my partner in solana and then i found uh, solana is pretty saturated now now as of now so i thought um, in, in Terra Luna, uh, it's a newer system. There can be some, uh, you know, projects made made here with some utilities, um, starting with the PFP and a lot more. Um, so, and then I found LMB. And then I talked to the founder at that point of time that they expressed interest that, okay, why don't you launch as part of LMB 2.0? And then uh, whatever, uh, what HR has been describing that happened. So we kind of pivoted from there. The collection was there. Um, now it is just that instead of launching as LMB 2.0, it would be a sort of a client uh, we are we are taking on part of LM, part of the DAO, and there will be contribution back into the DAO as a revenue. Nice, nice. And so that'll have all new contracts and stuff away from the initial LMB contracts, so that you guys have control over the funds and the royalties and all of that stuff, and and decide where they go via DAO votes and everything. That is correct. 
Very good. We we did transfer over um, all of the funds a couple weeks ago, so that's all being held by DAO members in a separate wallet that the founders don't have access to. So the royalties are coming into that wallet currently, and we've uh, put some stuff into staking with um, CoinHall and a little bit with Angel Protocol, and then working on building some of that up. Um, we did get some approval from. The DAO members that voted on allowing us to spend a certain percentage of funds um, as we see fit. So, excitingly, was able to snag a Dystop AI um, on the mint day. So we have that currently. Um, actually, over the next couple of days, that holders are able to uh, submit for giveaway. So we're going to give away that morph each month to the holders. Um, so people are pretty excited about that, which has been cool. Very cool. I actually just got mine submitted yesterday. I think it was Raf actually here uh, hanging out listening that that mentioned it that the uh, the morph form had come out, and I was like, "Oh crap! I better get my get my morphs in for the for the month." I think that's a really cool tool for DAOs to be able to utilize because it's a fun like community building exercise. Basically, like we're all gonna figure out as a group together what we're gonna morph, and then figure out you know what we're gonna do with it. It's just like good good communication stuff that kind of makes these groups for uh, work a little better together. I think. Agreed. We have seen an increase in uh, secondary sales since that got announced yesterday as well. Um, Cause we're doing kind of a tiered giveaway system. So you get um, the more, the more monkeys that you hold, the more um, entries you get into the giveaway. So if you've got five, you get one entry. If you have 15, two and then 30 plus you'll get three entries so there's been a couple people that went and bought up filled up their their wallets so that they could get some additional entries so it's been good watching everybody talking about their purchases nice oh yeah it'll be cool too once the morphs start rolling out because then you have more content basically to to utilize in in spreading the word and everything exactly so how did you said this was uh, your first ecosystem in crypto or did I mishear you? Like, was Terry your first jaunt into the, the ecosystem? I guess that's the best way to put it. I started getting into crypto or teaching myself all this stuff at the end of 2020 when I was I took a couple of weeks off work um, and was like, I'm going to figure out how to do this. The the We had some friends who had to move out of their place because somebody who had made a bunch of money doing crypto stuff uh, from their landlords, <laughs> they got kicked out. I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out because this is a way to have a little bit more freedom in our weird housing market here um, or potentially be able to have some more freedom away from job and student loans and all those things. So over the last year, I've been trading a bit and learning. And then I can't even remember how I found the Terra NFTs. I think I was clicking through like pylon protocols and found something to Galactic Punks and then ended up on the Puffin project. Um, I got super excited about the utility with donating to different uh, rescue organizations with the, with the Audubon community. Um, and then just kind of fell down a rabbit hole, which seems to happen pretty quickly in this space. Yeah, you get it excited does. about it and have the time. <laughs> so <laughs> fast. You go from like seven NFTs to like 700 before you know it. If you have no self-control, I have zero self-control. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to check out your wallet sometime. Actually, I think I have the address, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a there's a great puffin collection in there. There's some some stuff in there I'm not super proud of, and there's some really cool uh, other stuff in there. <laughs> it's a it's a, a vast wasteland of of projects. <laughs> it's like a snapshot of Terra history. Every, every block, and same story. It does. Every block tells a story. <laughs> Well, Dragon, were you saying that you've got a bunch on different blockchains? What other, where else are you holding? Solana and Terra? I actually started long back on Ethereum. So yeah, so at this moment, it's um, Ethereum, Leftover, then Solana, then uh, uh, Luna, and then Near, which is the latest one. Nice. I my first ones were on ETH, and then I I feel like Luna Loot was like, check these out. They're dicks, but they're NFTs. And so I checked that out, and then like found the bag of dicks community from nowhere. And then like those guys got me into pretty much everything else. I think that's how I met Raf. That's how I pretty much met like the rest of the community. But yeah, it's that's kind of why the the show's called the podcast. Like it all started with the the BODs there. <laughs> Did you venture out in Solana as well or not? No, I I was in ETH and then I had some stuff in ADA because like my main bags were ADA back then. And so uh, I had once that NFT season kind of started kicking in, I I dealt through all of the pain and suffering of, of CNFT. And I don't know people that like never used ADA or CNFT before, but like you have to rely on the person that holds the NFT to actually notice that you sent a bid and then like close the bid out, take the funds and then send your thing like all manually. And I don't know. I assume they fixed it since then, but like I've lost several cool things that I wanted because the person just either lost the wallet or I don't know why things would still be up that you're not monitoring. Maybe you just have that many, but it was so frustrating. And then to, yeah, to come to Terra and see like how early nowhere worked super well for how early it was. And I mean, we're still pretty early considering and just the whole experience of minting and, and, and the communities were so much better than what I was experiencing on ADA. So then I just kind of went all in over here, but yeah, I've still got a couple ETH NFTs. I keep bugging the artists to come to Terra so that I can afford to buy more of their art. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe now that Snoop's over here, right? I know, right? There, it's it's starting to happen. Once the celebs start pouring into ETH, and then once their kids, like, all it takes is a few celebs to get sick of giving their kids gas money to be like, go find an, a cheaper blockchain, and then they're gonna find Terra, and then it's gonna be perfect from that point forward. <laughs> Especially once this sports thing gets kicked up into full gear that'll be pretty interesting to watch there's like a whole huge sports nft demographic out there that i bet would just love to come over to Terra once they know it exists you know yeah even making it like a baseball card platform that makes it a lot easier for people to trade oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's definitely it's been cool to watch since even like when the puffins were first starting them and uh, hellcats were a couple of the earlier uh, groups that we had on the the show here when I started it, and to watch that that evolution from you know where are we going to mint at to oh cool there's this thing called Lou Art now and then figuring out like how everything's going to work, 
rarely does it end up the way it started and and the the way they had maybe planned in their head that this was going to go like the the finished product is so much different than than what the like you go back to listen to those old episodes it's just like a a frozen moment of in time of of our expectations of what this was going to be and then being able to see it on the other end of what it turned into it's it's pretty cool yeah i mean that's how dragon i ended up here was just the evolution of whatever was happening and now here we are doing our podcast first podcast hell yeah first one for the limby dow i like that mm-hmm. limby it's a cool name so what are the uh what what other future plans do you guys have in mind like i, I assume you guys are are constantly plotting and planning for for what's what you're going to turn this into now that it's under your control or more of your control i mean right now we're working obviously on getting some structure together and getting people back into the community and being engaged uh we just did our first weekly giveaway, kind of like a trait drawing situation last weekend for 250 UST. Um, that was initially meant to be a 2500 UST jackpot that the founders had put into place. And then once we had all of our funds in the Dow, it just didn't seem reasonable to spend all that at once. So we split it up into 10 weekly giveaways. So we're doing a trait spinner um, on Saturday, pick a trait, like pirate hat and then let that sit for 24 hours and then the next day we'll pick a second trait um so that might be a background or something like earrings whatever pops up on the trait spinner and then we'll do once we have less than 50 monkeys we're doing a a drawing for people uh, who own those monkeys and that way it's bringing kind of people back in rewarding our holders for getting engaged um and then once that moves forward a little bit more, we're also working on finding setting up a structure to be able to help artists who are interested in joining the space through the process. Um, I know a lot of the launch pads are not taking small amounts from artists during mints. And so the goal would be to help them get to that point uh, for free or for a percentage contribution to the DAO. So if a smaller artist wants to mint an NFT collection to help pay their rent for the year so they can keep doing art stuff. Um, We'd love to talk to them and help them work through the process and get some sort of marketing plan in place. Um, And Dragon has generously volunteered to help with getting all the metadata generated and the layers and help artists through that process so they're not struggling to learn on their own. That is a fun process. I don't know if anybody listening has ever tried to like mint their own. It, it's not bad doing one of ones because you just put in your your things there. But when you have like more than you know five, even it gets like I, I minted what was it like twelve or thirteen mics? I can't even remember how many now, but it wasn't that many. But I stared at that sheet for so long, and my brain was just like dumb. It, like, what do you want me to type in these boxes? <laughs> I had no idea. And so when you have bigger collections, like that can be so overwhelming for a new artist that they would maybe just not even want to deal with it and just go back to like Etsy or Instagram art, you know? Exactly. I yeah. know a lot of younger artists. Um, in the real world. And I think if they showed up and tried to look at figuring this out, they'd just walk away. Um, I'm not tech inclined at all. I have not been. And so, you know, fortunately we've got people like Dragon on the team who created all of that stuff. But I think our goal is to just make this space friendlier for people coming in. Um, but it is, I mean, that's part of giving back too, because even me just coming in 
to the space a couple months ago and now being involved already, you know, that that only happened because everyone's happy to teach you and welcoming and doesn't tell you you're an idiot for not knowing how to run Lunar Link. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work on your phone, duh. <laughs> Yeah, so we would we, we'd actually do this in two, two ways. So essentially, we want to, for a later stage of either for auctioning or even for launching a new project, we would like to partner with the marketplaces like Nowhere Art or Lure or, or Random Art somewhere, some of them, because they already have established marketplaces and it is hard to uh, you know, do something from scratch from there. But what we would like to do is, um, for example, starting from even if if they if the artist can give the layers we can help them generate the final art corresponding matching metadata rarity everything do help with marketing and then uh, get, get them connected with the marketplaces so that portion we can start with and two folds one is for the project owners we would we would expect payment and uh, in 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 return of our help and we'd also you know for for the small artists or individual artists we are we would offer it for free and if there are sales then they can uh, you know share with share some with us so we don't we are not expecting much from the uh, artists individual artists because you know many of the times uh, um, it's experimental so it's it's a contribution back while and uh, to to contribute back we also need to sustain so uh, sort of uh, helping a bigger project would uh, get us that funding that's the hope that's pretty cool. It kind of like an in between for what Talus is offering, where it's they'll help an artist get get their collection together and stuff. But if you're maybe a little bigger and you want to shoot for like a, a nowhere or a, a Luart or something and do a bigger collection, that you might want to enlist Dragon and, and Atra Puff and stuff's help for that. Uh, especially like you said, if if you need help generating your layers and doing all that stuff, like. There's a lot to it if you're making it truly random, I guess. Because like anybody, you can just like generate all of your stuff in Photoshop and just make a bunch of JPEGs or pings or whatever uh, and then feed those into the candy machine. But like in a true random sense, if you're just generating the traits and then having the candy machine like mint a true random, you know, NFT, like that's, there's a whole lot more work involved in that than just, you know, <laughs> saving each, each image. Yep. And you can, you can actually choose here, for example, if one trait is crown and that super rare, you can specify that you want it to be 1% or less and the generator would generate in uh, images accordingly. Nice. So is this something that you're, creating that's going to have like a front end or is this something like an artist is going to come to you and you're going to do it like yourself are, are you building a tool that's going to handle all this or is this all you yes so i have taken um so in solana and ethereum there are tools which can do metadata compliant format in those um uh, blockchains so i have modified it to be compliant with uh, luna Oh, wow. And, That's uh, awesome. I can feed the layers and associated rarities, and it can generate any number of uh, images and one-to-one -one correspondence uh, to those images, the metadata files that is needed. Damn, that's pretty cool. Did you port the uh, candy machine over as well, or just the <laughs> just the generator? No, not the candy machine, unfortunately. I'm still learning. I'm very new to Luna. Hopefully, 
I'll figure it out in a few days. Nice. We've <laughs> a few days. Hell yeah. I like I like your optimism, sir. We've <laughs> we've been trying to get the interns to make us an open source candy machine for probably the last three months now, and all they keep bringing us is coffee and and ramen. So I, I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to get done at this point. You know, for example, it is just that in the, in the marketplaces in Luna are very closed. Uh, in Solana, there is something called Metaplex. They right. started right off the bat with the open system. And right. so the marketplaces are there. They cannot charge heftily because it is not a proprietary. Here, for example, Random Earth or whoever is helping, they have figured it out, right? In Random Earth, if you go, they say that, hey, we, have, we plan to open source it, but it's not there yet. But it's working, right? I mean, if they want, they can open source, but they just cannot charge 15% or whatever they charge anymore. So it's, it's just because of the, in, the nature of Luna that it is in infancy, people are making money. Uh, that way. Oh, so yeah. Once we have an open source, it is not going to be market dependent anymore, marketplace dependent. Anyone can go and host their website. Then it's a competition. Then the marketplace fees will go down to 5% instead of 15%. That's true competition. Yep. I love it. So we need an open source Metaplex and then the fees can go to Angel or, or wherever uh, the, the person that codes it. That, that's, that was always kind of the idea with the candy machine was make it open source, let the fees go to Angel and then just let the, let the community have at it, you know? Yes. That's awesome. We need, we need way more builders with that mindset. <laughs> I definitely appreciate the hard work that they did being the first movers and stuff, but like, all right, time to open up a little bit, I think. Yeah, so no. if they are not doing it. It is. It is going to happen. Sure, I mean over time, it just going to take a little, more, a little more time if they don't open source themselves. Oh yeah, there's there's so many more eyes on the ecosystem now, and and more uh, demand and, and interest in the NFT space. Like first the the people that buy them and collect them, and then the coders and stuff are going to look at it and then be like, "Damn, why hasn't anybody built this yet?" And then, yep, a few days later, <laughs> we've seen it happen before. And for example, all of these big organizations who are open source, Metaplex themselves, for example, if they take an interest in Luna, they can probably build it in few, you know, within a month or so. Yeah. Because in, in general, the candy machine core structure is same. All you need to do is the peripheral changes, the input and output processing. And that's all run by the contracts? It's So interestingly, Luna is built on, all the contracts here are built on Rust. And it's the same language that is used in Solana, so it's it's pretty pretty close. Interesting. What? Yeah. What difference? Okay. And Luna uses the OpenSea format, so it is it is derived from Ethereum. So that's the only difference. No kidding. That's that's interesting. I know I never really knew that. So hopefully it it be it'll be soon. I mean, once the ecosystem develops more. And we've we've kind of been seeing it. I know uh, LunaPunks.io, our friend Hippie, he made his own on-chain mint that mints uh, the the different traits based on your wallet address. So like a true random mint. And then he built his own little marketplace for him. And like he was a, another one of those projects that we had on early on when he was like building it. And to like see what he's built all by himself too. Like it, it's super impressive. Like his his marketplace works really well. The mint works really well. And he just like... There wasn't one, so you know he built it. <laughs> and like, I feel like the more people we get doing that, eventually, yeah, we're gonna have like this whole open source infrastructure in place that everyone's gonna be able to use, and then, then it'll really blow up. 
Hell yeah. Well, cool. Is there, I got another recording starting here in like five minutes, but is there anything else about the Limby Dow or what you guys are doing with Luna Monkey business that you want to mention that we haven't had a chance to cover yet? We still got a few minutes here or any puffin updates, anything you like. (laughs) Any, any what updates? Uh, Any puffin updates or anything you like, (laughs) anything. (laughs) Well, since we're here for LMB, um, I guess I should try to focus on that. But for sure, you know, we've, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of good people coming into the council, and a lot of people that you see around in different spaces, like Mad Mardigan, um, just joined up with us, and he's helping out. So it is really exciting because we're bringing in so many different brainstorming components um, and people from different that are real active in the community and giving a chance to learn a little bit more. Um, we are looking forward to the fact that this is really just a community driven project at this point. Uh, we're going to be looking at reaching out to people who are part of the, part of the community and running like a got talent uh, type competition to look for the next collection that we want to launch um, and the involved in picking all of that. So uh, that'll be a really cool option for a lot of artists who are looking to get into the space from the LMB standpoint. I think the only pop and update I have is that I'm now one of the ambassadors and working with Little Lock about trying to schedule a um, in-person meetup probably early March on the East Coast, um, at least to start with. Uh, and ideally, we'd love to invite some Luna Bulls and some Hellcats to the space and maybe some galactic punk holders, depending on who's in and around the area. But we'll see what I get. And that's leading up to the the Iceland thing? Yeah. So this is just kind of like a trial run, see what's up. Nice. Um, Get to, I think Little Ox big plan for the Puffins is really to make it a brain trust situation where everybody's collaborating in the space and just helping to drive each other forward. Um, And that's what happens when you get a bunch of people together from different backgrounds. You just have conversations and stuff evolves. There's... A lot of that that's been happening in a lot of the different Twitter spaces that I've been listening to. Like I was listening into one of the heroes ones um, a couple weeks ago and they just kind of came in and said, here's what we're doing on the back end. And then people started asking questions and they implemented a bunch of the ideas that community members came up with, you know, within the next week. So it's, it's everybody's contributing to the space and that's really exciting. That's awesome. That's super important too. Cause as, as devs, when you're building stuff, like you're, you're focused on the thing you're building and you don't really like think of other outside perspectives. Cause you don't, you don't have it. You're, you're focused, you're hyper focused. And, and it's not until you get all these other eyeballs from all these other perspectives to look at it, that all these ideas start popping up. It's like, man, that's so obvious. Why didn't I think of that? It's like, well, you were busy coding. Like, why would you have thought of that? <laughs> There's no reason you would have thought of that. Like it's, that's yeah. When, when the really cool ideas start forming, once you get other eyes on, on it, I think it's a really cool aspect of a lot of these different communities we have here. Exactly. Uh, I was going to ask too, before we get out of here, what was, was there like a big exodus uh, after the mint or like, what was the reason people left? Like you, I know you mentioned earlier that like people, you were trying to get people back into the space. Does that mean that there was, there was an exodus or you're just trying to build the community more than what it was uh, posted at mint? 
I think we're trying to build the community to be a bit more active. Um, kind of what happened after the mid ended is there just wasn't, there's no hype to continue driving things forward. So there weren't any activities planned, like Hellcats had their poker thing and there just wasn't anything happening in LMB, nothing that was put in place ahead of time. So people were like, okay, well, I meant that it closed. We sold out cool back in a month. So the idea is to try and get some people back in to have the conversations and be engaged. Um, And like, there's been a few people around, but I think since all of the, all the excitement dropped off and there's so many other projects coming out and it's so overwhelming to kind of try and keep track of what's happening that uh, you got (laughs) to, got to give people a reason to come back and have conversations. So yeah, I if, think that's kind of what happened. If you're not loud constantly, people kind of just forget you're there. And, and that's kind of one of the things that I've seen Puffins and really the Hellcats do exceptionally well is, is keep that energy going from pre-mint to having to postpone things because they couldn't find the spot to mint and then having Luart come in and like, it, they had a really long time there. And that, that takes a lot of energy out of you you know when you're in that community constantly trying to keep people interested it's a lot of work and they they definitely did that really well and i i do think like you said the the poker things and the different community engagements that they were running like people really honed in on that and i think i mean we clearly saw it with the the mint and everything like it did well and then after that they came back and they were like all right here's the plan you got to keep people's interest because, again, there is there's so many projects and so much notification fatigue happening. And especially like you're in servers that they're pinging notifications for every tweet. It's like we're trying to normalize not doing that so that you only use that when you want people to know something, because if you use it too much, no one's going to know anything about your project. And just little things like that, I think the more the, the communities can get together and kind of start normalizing, I, I think everyone will have an easier time getting heard because their their messages that they're making noise with are the important ones and not just good morning. You, you know, like I, I just yeah. ate toast. Here's a, a ping. <laughs> like you're not going to get hurt that's, if you keep doing that. That's been a really big part of our marketing plan with the council getting together was just, there's so much coming at you and so many pings that you just want to turn it off and walk away. So we tried to focus down to maybe one or two things a day. So it's not overwhelming. So you don't turn off all the notifications and walk away. But that's also so much of you know, a successful project developing a marketing plan up front. It's like, okay, what happens after Mint? What yeah. are we going to do? What's going to happen? And I think a lot of some of the smaller projects aren't don't have that in mind yet. Like, well, we're going to Mint and then it'll be done and well, people will be here. And that's not exactly how it happens. You got to have a longer term, six month, one year, um, you know, business plan in place. It's a business. These are still businesses. So we got to look at that from a more standard business standpoint. Um, and not everybody's thinking about that when you're coding or an artist. So, yeah. And granted, not every project needs to have that aspect to it. Some projects for artists can just be like, here, I made some cool art, mint it, then fuck off. You know, like it doesn't always have to have like this ultimate utility and stuff. But if you are trying to build something more long term than just like, cool, that person owns my art now. And if I make another art, maybe they'll buy it, maybe not. Uh, then, yeah, you do. You need a team basically <laughs> to like keep on that stuff. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, people fizzle out. You have maybe 10, 15 minutes of fame when mint's happening to like really capture that attention and solidify it long-term. 
after that, like people are on to the next people are, are asking why the, why the floor is falling or, or this and that, you know, FUD starts happening. And then, then not only do you have to keep them engaged, but you have to like fix all of this negativity, which is even more work. And yeah, it's easier to just lay it out right uh, from the get go if, if possible, but that's cool. You guys are taking it up and, and continuing it on. And I really like the aspect of helping other artists launch their projects. Uh, we see so many new artists coming in uh, and, and they don't really know where to start. I guess people are finding us from Google and then like coming into our telegram now and being like, Hey, who do I talk to about NFT projects? And you know, we point them in the right direction. That's, that's what we're here for, <laughs> but it's, it's starting to pick up for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Twitter.com slash LMB Check them out. And then the, uh, the original one L monkey business. If you f- hop on Twitter, find them there. Luna monkey.business is the website. Are you guys keeping the same website and keeping all that going? It was just the Twitter that, that you have a new one of. Um, we don't have access to the website either. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you go there, it Twitter. may just be outdated. So yeah, Twitter, Twitter and discord for now. And we will figure out the rest. Um, we have kind of rebranded as Terra jungle business. So it's more of a umbrella over the animals in the jungle to work under instead of just the genesis collection which was luna monkey business and then we're bringing the cats in and we have a whole jungle to build um from here out so building the ark (laughs) hell yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome well cool thanks for coming on the show uh dragon farmer was there anything else you wanted to mention before we get out of here no, that's all. Thank you so much for having us in your show. Uh, super excited. Awesome. Hopefully, listening to this, um, some of the artists will reach us. And uh, at least for the individual ones who are kind of lost in Terra Jungle, as I was when I stepped in first. Very cool. And is Twitter or Discord, either one of those, easy, uh, easy to, to, to get a hold of you guys through? Is there one you prefer people use more than other? Uh, We're active on both. Discord probably should be, should be fine. Yeah, I'm I'm in the Twitter daily, so I'll be there. I can answer your messages if anybody reaches out to us there as well. Fantastic. I'll put the links in the show notes. You can find the episode once it's up at terraspaces.org. Definitely appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, we have uh, a huge schedule for the rest of the week. Check it out there on the site. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, hop in the Telegram and we'll point you in the right direction. That's what we do. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Peace out. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handed reports in. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is gizzle Kick it for a minute then show me what that thinker do Two plus two Show me what that thinker do Two plus two Show me what that thinker do Two plus two Show me what that thinker do Two plus two Big thinking energy, always 
Always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab Messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match Flip the latch Letting rhythm scratch Over shit Spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats Dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom This fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know Where you hit the stash Watch your next step bro Before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells Tripping over landmines And I'm about done Dealing with these damn lies Man I'm looking at this planet Like a franchise Chastise into digging holes In the back nine The latest proof Ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of peck heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two